When the Cardinals started out 2-3, and three, I was worried that the Louisville football team would not reach bowl eligibility in the 2022 season. But after winning four straight games, the Cardinals are now sitting at 6-3, and three, mainly in part due to the huge defensive contributions over the past month or so. On today's episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast, we're going to break down some of those defensive contributions and more. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On, the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Winning the past four games for the Louisville football team was probably something that most fans deemed close to being impossible after losing to Boston College earlier in the season, but that's exactly what happened, and we're going to talk about how the defense has played a huge part in getting the Cardinals to 6-3. and three. We will then transition over into breaking down the uh, results from the James Madison game on Saturday and talking about how an overall dominant effort pushed Scott Satterfield's Cardinals past the Dukes. And then finally, we will dive into Malik Cunningham's uh, record that he tied on Saturday for most career touchdowns responsible for with Cardinal great Lamar Jackson. So we'll start out with um, the big news that is bow eligibility. I do want to say something first. This is going to be a weird programming week. Um, I will be out of town part of this week due to work travel. So um, here's how it's going to go. I'm going to obviously have two episodes for today's show. And then there will be pre-recorded episodes for Wednesday and Thursday that I will record um, tonight. So just know that um, the outcome against Bellarmine for the Louisville men's basketball team will not be talked about until Friday when I get back. So there will be an episode on Friday evening. But just know that on Thursday it's going to be all about previewing the upcoming football matchup against Clemson. And um, we'll talk about the basketball team whenever I get back into town. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into bowl eligibility. Look, if if you were to ask probably about, I don't know, a thousand Louisville fans after the loss against Boston College, hey, will Louisville make uh, a bowl this year? Will they get to bowl eligibility? I guarantee you 95% of them would probably say not a chance or some variation of no, right? And even I said it after the loss against Boston College. I was like, okay, the journey to bowl eligibility, it's not impossible, but it's definitely improbable, right? Um, because at the time, against uh, after the loss against Boston College, I think that um, outside of Virginia and Pittsburgh, all of the teams were ranked at that time. Now, granted, um, James Madison was 5-0 and and number 25 in the country at the time, and Pittsburgh was uh, kind of bouncing back and forth between being in the top 25 and not, and so on and so forth. But 
Needless to say, Louisville, winners of their last four contests against Virginia, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, and James Madison in chronological order. And a lot of that can be in part due to the defense. Now, granted, let me say this. Just because I'm highlighting the defensive um, you know, performances, don't take that as me giving... Um, or not, let me rephrase, not giving props to the offense. I think the offense has done what it's needed to do. Um, I just feel like at times it seems like the defense has kind of carried this team. Now, offensively speaking, um, you look back at that game against Virginia, they did what they needed to do. Pittsburgh, uh, that was mainly a bit, mainly a defensive performance. Wake Forest, uh, 48 points scored, but a lot of that was – uh, thanks in part due to the defense, but offensively, they still handle business. And then the game against James Madison, they did put up 34 points and nearly 500 yards of offense. So there's a lot of credit that needs to be give to, given to the offense. But I think the defense is the reason why we've seen Louisville win the past four games. Um, you look at what the Cardinals have done um, in those games. Now, granted, Virginia was Probably a game that Louisville definitely should have won. They were a multiple touchdown favorite. Uh, James Madison, they were a favorite against. So those two teams, they got wins against teams that they were supposed to get. But in the past four games, they have not allowed over 21 points. And the 21 points that they did allow in a game was to Wake Forest, who came into that contest averaging over 40. So um, cut their... Um, season average in half to one of the nation's most prolific offenses and one of the ACC's best, if not the best in the ACC. So defensively speaking, I have been thrilled with what we've seen from Brian Brown's um, defense over the past four games. Obviously, Virginia and James Madison, you can make the case that, well, Virginia didn't necessarily have all that great of an offense, and James Madison, although statistically they were good offensively, they hadn't really played anybody, hadn't played a Power 5 team. Okay, I get it. That, that's true. That's true. I'm not arguing that at all. But then you look at Pittsburgh, and then you look at Wake Forest. You're looking at a Pittsburgh team that had one of the best rushing – I'm sorry, there's a fly. It's absolutely making me frustrated. Um Let me get back on track. Sorry about that. Um I'm telling you, it's right in my way. Refocus. Sorry. Um, Pittsburgh, Israel, Abanacanda coming off of the bye week. Uh, the week before that, he had a 320 rushing yard performance against Virginia Tech where he had six touchdowns. And outside of one big run, Louisville held its own against the Pittsburgh Star and forced Keaton Slobus to try to beat them, in which he could not. The defense did what they needed to do to bend but not break when it came to defense in the red zone, forced multiple turnovers. Um, currently speaking, the Cardinals are second in the country in total sacks. Now, they were number one before not having a single sack against uh, James Madison this past weekend. But regardless, uh, number two or tied for second in the country in sacks, um, top 15 in tackles for loss. Right now, the Cardinals are 30th in total defense, which honestly, you look at the difference between last year and this year, and it's night and day, right? I mean, 343 yards uh, of offense given up per game, which is 30th in the country. You look at where that ranks in the ACC. Um, actually, uh, Syracuse is 15th, Florida State 17th, and um, NC State 21st, Pittsburgh 26th, Clemson 28th. I didn't realize how many uh, ACC teams were in the top 30. Uh, so Louisville's sixth in the conference, but 
I mean, they're in. Um, I mean, they're right there in terms of um, being with good company. So ultimately, I, I think that the difference between last year and this year needs to be addressed. And you can give um, your criticisms about Brian Brown. Um, you know, coming into this four-game stretch, a lot of people were not happy with Brian Brown. Um, kind of making you wonder, okay, even if Scott Satterfield is retained for year five, does that mean Brian Brown's coming back as well, or is there going to be some staff changes? And look, coming into this stretch, Brian Brown had to change some stuff up because whatever was being um, displayed just wasn't really working. Um, granted, if you're going to criticize him, like a lot of the fan base did, I also think that you can now turn that criticism around and you know voice you know the approval and voice the credit and voice the praise because I think that Brian Brown is making the adjustments that Louisville fans are looking for that we've been asking for for four years now. Granted, it's taken some time. I understand you know personnel issues um, in terms of uh, increasing depth and getting more talent into the program, but you know there's always kind of been talent on this defense. And now we're finally into a spot where we're like, okay, this is reminiscent of a, a trademark global defense of the past you know, 15, 20 years that although it might not be one of the best defenses in the country, it's respectable. It's not a defense where you're like, okay, the offense has got to score 40 points or we're going to lose. That's not the case. I think that the defense has just played a huge, huge role in this um, uh, effort to become bowl eligibility and it, it, or I'm sorry, to become bowl eligible. And I think it's the main reason why we've seen the Cardinals win the past four games. And a lot of people didn't think bowl eligibility was possible, including myself, not to mention with three games left on the schedule. So Louisville still has some work to be done, but wow, this four game stretch has really been a full on display from the Louisville defense. But like I said, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Louisville offense. Although it hasn't been smooth sailing for the Cardinals offense, they've done what needed to be done. They started a backup quarterback in his first ever Division I start against Virginia on the road, a place where Louisville has historically struggled since joining the ACC and granted Virginia is not all that great. They still won by 17. Brock Doman got the job done. Uh, James Madison, you scored 34 points, put up 500 yards offense nearly, so you did what you needed to do. That is what it is. But uh, Pittsburgh, um, Wake Forest, offensively against Pittsburgh, it was kind of a defensive slugfest. Louisville wasn't really able to get much going offensively. In fact, Pittsburgh outgained the Cardinals in that um, contest by 14 yards. Louisville had just over 300 yards of offense, so kind of hard to look at that there. But Wake Forest, even when the Louisville's defense uh, – um, you know, forced turnovers and things of that nature, they still capitalized. They found the end zone. They put points up on the board. They had some big-time plays. I mean, Tyon Evans with that 52-yard touchdown run, that was huge. Um, so overall, it's a team effort. I mean, you can't say that, oh, it was just the defense, but I think it's mainly the defense, but the offense still deserves its credit as well because Malik Cunningham um, has had some solid performances. You know, shout out to Brock Doman as well for his uh, for the win and his start. Um, you've seen the Louisville rushing attack uh, continue to flourish behind the great offensive line play, and uh, the wide receivers are, are starting to, you know, continue to uh, – you know, that, or I'm sorry, they're continuing that upward trajectory. So very, very excited 
for the future of Louisville football. I understand, you know, Malik Cunningham does have an injury. I, I want to wait until um, we get an update from Satterfield or some member of the coaching staff that gives a little bit of clarity into his um, his status for this weekend and moving forward. I'm not sure how that works with a broken hand, but uh, regardless, we will talk about that when we get the news. But I want to dive into the win against um, James Madison, where I think it was a completely dominant performance from both the offense and the defense. Uh, we'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Nissan. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the Louisville Cardinals weekend game or throughout the history of our alma mater. This week's thrilling moment from the Louisville Cardinals victory over the um, James Madison Dukes was Malik Cunningham's 44-yard touchdown in my opinion, uh, to Tyler Hudson to begin the fourth quarter. Uh, Tyler Hudson did a great job of uh, fighting off the defenders and Malik Cunningham uh, with the solid pass as well. So that is the Nissan thrilling moment. Um, it's inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available at Nissan USA. Dot com. Hey Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked on Louisville your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So taking the time now to dive into the Louisville Cardinals 34-10 victory over the James Madison Dukes on Saturday evening. The win that got Louisville to bowl eligibility. 6-3 and three on the season, 4-1 and one at home now. Uh, James Madison actually had a 10-7 lead. Louisville would then score 27 unanswered throughout the uh, second quarter and the second half, uh, double digits in both the third and the fourth quarter, and it was just a matchup that featured a completely dominant overall performance from the offense and the defense. Offensively, the Cardinals outgained James Madison 467 to 193 yards on the evening. 52 passing yards for James Madison, 141 rushing. The Cardinals, on the other hand, 223 passing, 224, I'm sorry, 244 rushing. Malik Cunningham uh, didn't have the greatest performance, but he was efficient. Uh, 14 of 20, completing 70% of his passes for 223 yards. Three touchdowns to no interceptions. Uh, Tyler Hudson with the big day. Uh, in the receiving department, six for 142 and a touchdown, had uh, that 44-yard touchdown catch. Amari Huggins-Bruce caught one of the touchdowns, two for 25 and a score. And then Isaac Martin on his one catch of the day um, had one for one and a touchdown. Braden Smith, Chris Bell, and Marshawn Ford were the other pass catchers that got in on the action. Uh, Louisville did not win the turnover margin. However, they lost 1-0 in that department on the Braden Smith fumble, but um, overall, it was just honestly a classic case of Louisville handling 
um, an inferior opponent. Now, that's no disrespect to James Madison because this was definitely an interesting contest. Uh, Louisville was less than a 10-point favorite. James Madison 5-2 and two coming into the game. They show that they can play very, very well. They beat Appalachian State, who has caused some fits for various ACC teams. Uh, they beat Texas A&M earlier this year. Um, so there was no disrespect toward James Madison, and this was a game that Louisville couldn't sleepwalk, but they handled business. Offensively, you got nearly 500 yards, and it felt like Louisville probably could have scored more than 34 points. I thought that, you know, there were some instances to where, uh, you know, Louisville still kind of struggled with penalties, six for 73, obviously the um, the turnover as well. But uh, the offense did what it, it needed to do. Um, and then you talk about Tyon Evans coming off of a 100-yard performance against Wake Forest, 10 for 126 and a touchdown. Um, had the 71-yard carry that um, beefed up those numbers, but wow, Another great performance from the dynamic Tennessee transfer, adding another um, absolutely uh, huge performance to his repertoire this season. Um, Jawar Jordan as well had over 100 yards, 17 for 117, had 26 uh, as his longest carry of the evening. Travion Cooley missed this game due to personal reasons, so our thoughts go out with him and the Cooley family. Hopefully... Um, you know, he will be back soon, but uh, we wish him the best in whatever he is dealing with. Um, offensively, uh, it was everything you needed. I think Malik Cunningham was solid as a passer. Uh, the rushing attack was huge. Um, you know, rushed for nearly 250 yards. Two rushers were going for over 100 yards each. And the defense did what they needed to do. Todd, uh, I think it's Centeo. I could be completely wrong. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, came into this matchup... Um, 1,800 yards, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions through the air, four of 15 for 52 yards, had a quarterback rating of 18.4. Now, granted, I know that he was questionable uh, nearly coming into game time, but uh, he did end up playing. Um, they did have a running back go for over 100 yards, which um, that's probably something that looking back on, you're like, okay, well, the defense needs to do a little bit better there. They didn't have a sack, only four tackles for loss. So defensively, um, when it comes to relating it to other performances over the past couple of weeks, you're like, ooh, this wasn't necessarily all that great. But then you realize Louisville only gave up 10 points. They only gave up about 50 passing yards, give or take. And, um, I mean, they did what they needed to do. So an overall completely dominant performance um, that ensured that Louisville gets to bowl eligibility. But uh, a thing that's kind of get lost uh, by the wayside, Malik Cunningham, now tied for the most touchdowns responsible for in program history with none other than Heisman Trophy winner Lamar Jackson. We're going to talk about uh, the significance of that here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline.net as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Malik Cunningham deserves a round of applause. 119 career touchdowns as a Louisville Cardinal, tying Lamar Jackson for the most touchdowns responsible for in program history. Now, 
people will try to discredit it by saying Lamar only played three seasons. Malik, this is year five for him as a starter, as a full-time starter. So, of course, he's going to get to 119. Um, you know, it's not necessarily all that important. I disagree. Granted, I also understand the point that is trying to be made with the uh, comparison to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I think, honestly, that's more so of of a it's more so of an impressive um, feat for Lamar than it is, or than it should be used as something to discredit Malik Cunningham. Um, because I think that both can be true at the same time. You can realize, hey, Lamar Jackson took few seasons to do that. Um, Malik getting to this number isn't as impressive as Lamar's 119. Okay, that's fine. You can feel that way. And in fact, I probably would not disagree at all. But you can also um, make the point of not everyone gets to 119 touchdowns. And he's going to be the record holder assuming that he's going to be able to play moving forward. Now, I know he's got that injury, and uh, it seems like you know he is probably all signs maybe point to him playing, but we still don't have confirmation on that, or at least I don't think we do. So we'll see uh, what news gets thrown out there on Tuesday. I know it's his non-throwing hand, but uh, all it takes is one more touchdown, and he is the sole um, player on top of the Louisville leaderboard. If it was easy to get to 119, everyone would do it. And if you give multiple players, you know, five years, only some would get to that number. And those are program greats. I'm not making the assumption that he's the best player in program history. I'm not I'm not saying that. I think that there's things that Malik Cunningham uh, still could improve on. I don't think that he's the greatest pocket passer. I think that, you know, his decision-making, he still makes some decisions in terms of, um, you, know, you know, his reads, where to throw the football and sometimes it's overthrown or underthrown. He might not be the most polished pocket passer that Louisville has ever had. I get that. And I'm not trying to make that case. Although I think that everyone makes mistakes. Every quarterback on the Louisville's uh, list has made mistakes um, and they were not perfect quarterbacks. So um, you can acknowledge both of those points, but I, I think that we're not giving Malik enough credit here. I think that we are so becoming used to, um, criticizing Malik because he's maybe not where we want him to be um, in, what is this? Is this his sixth year at Louisville? Um, fifth year, sixth year at Louisville? So maybe, um, you know, you can have your concerns and criticisms. I get that. But I also think that he needs a round of applause here. Because getting to that number, getting to Lamar Jackson's number is impressive. And it's always hard being the guy after the guy. And Louisville fans kind of get that overlooked. Um, sure, is there stuff that Malik Cunningham could be better at in terms of pocket passing? Sure. But he's been a very, very solid dual threat quarterback. He's been a lethal um, runner with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, any guy that can get nearly 20 rushing touchdowns in multiple seasons. I mean, that's huge, especially from the quarterback position. Um, atop the NCAA leaderboards are close to it in rushing yards, especially for a quarterback. That's huge. Like I said, that's not saying that he doesn't make mistakes because every quarterback does, but it's hard being the guy after the guy, right? Um, after Teddy Bridgewater, it was kind of a quarterback carousel. 
Um, you know, there was Will Gardner, Reggie Bonifon, uh, Kyle Bowen for a couple seasons that kind of rotated until Lamar Jackson finally took the uh, the position or the starting role for good at the beginning of the 2016 season. Because if you remember at the end of 2015, I mean, Lamar didn't fully get that uh, starting nod going forward until the bowl game because he came in in sort of a relief appearance against Kentucky. So um, ultimately, I think that Malik deserves a lot of credit because he has been a huge uh, consistent force over the past a handful of seasons when the program's best player in Lamar Jackson left. Um, I, I just don't think Louisville fans – I'm not saying that all of them, but I just see a lot of complaining about Malik Cunningham – and about, oh, how Malik Cunningham is not good, or how, oh, I'm ready for Malik Cunningham to leave. Be careful what you wish for. That's not to say Pierce Clarkson or whoever the next Louisville quarterback is will not be good, but that's saying I don't think that we're appreciating Malik Cunningham enough because tying the touchdowns, the most touchdowns responsible for in program history, five years or not, is a huge accomplishment. Now, granted, it might not be as, as impressive as doing it in four years or doing it in three years like Lamar Jackson, but he still did it. So shout out to Malik. Um, definitely um, one of the uh, program all-time greats, um, you know, in Louisville football history. Um, and, and I'm extremely excited to see if he can um, put his name at the top of that leaderboard here in the next coming weeks. So, um Ultimately, I think that the Louisville defense has been huge for the past four wins in this four-game winning streak. It was a dominant performance overall for the Louisville Cardinals against James Madison to obtain that bowl eligibility efficiently, or I'm sorry, officially. And also, hats off to Malik Cunningham for his incredible achievement because although I think that um, – you know, it might not be as impressive as Lamar Jackson's. It's still something that needs to be um, addressed and needs to be applauded. So congratulations to Malik. Um, there will be another episode today uh, talking about the women's basketball victory, a football recruiting visitor from this past weekend, and the mailbag segment of the week. So I um, want to give a shout-out again to Locked On Sports Today. Be sure to check that out on wherever you get your Locked On Louisville episodes. But that is going to wrap up. This um, Tuesday edition of the show, the first edition of this Tuesday episode. Um, with that being said, everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here very soon.